Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Mara, the meatloaf! You see what happens, Larry? How to get burned! How to get burned! How to get burned! They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works. Every time. I am loving this. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Come with me if you want to live. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Now, here's your hosts, Sky and Colin. Here's Johnny! Hey, moviegoers. You are listening to Two Dudes Movie Reviews with Scott and Colin. Yeah! <laughs> we did it. Bros! Bros! <laughs> That's like the most... Oh, man. Threw our bros right up. We're a fucking dude podcast. Yeah, there you go. It's I feel two like... bros pod. <laughs> two bros, movie bros. <laughs> I feel like we don't dude it up like, enough on this podcast. We you don't. Know? We don't dude it up, really. I feel like we... <laughs> We take our reviews a little too seriously to call ourselves dudes. Two gentlemen. <laughs> two kind fellows. Movie reviews. It can't, be, it can't be gentlemen. We curse way too much for it. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Cunt. You know what was funny? So for the listeners out there, mm-hmm. we are on three new formats now. Oh yeah. We I are forgot. on Pandora, we are on iHeartRadio, and we are on TuneIn Radio. We are getting... All over the place. Yeah, I thought it wouldn't hurt to get some more platforms, so I f- filled out those applications. But it's funny because I can't remember which one it is. I want to say it's TuneIn, but they have a section that says rate the content of your like podcast, but like on a uh, like explicit level almost. But they do it in, yeah. a, in a they do it in a in a movie ranking. So it's funny. Oh. So it's like. Oh, we're a hard R. I had to give us a rated R. It's <laughs> awesome. But, and it was funny because it was like... I've always wanted to be rated R. It was funny because it says on there like, PG-13 for strong violence. I'm like, your strong podcast violence. is going to have strong violence on it. Oh, what people don't hear is that we are stabbing each other in the shins <laughs> with like little tiny shanks that we made out of our toothbrushes. This is just podcasts of people beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> yeah. like... Welcome to the Beatdown Podcast. <laughs> this week, we're going to use... Aluminum baseball bats. <laughs> now, why don't you tell us a little bit about this baseball bat that we're going to be wailing on each other with today? Well, this one, it's uh, got it at Walmart, $17. It's a good value, especially if you're just looking for a quick, cheap whooping. <laughs> cheap whooping? <laughs> I want to whoop someone, but not, I don't really want to, you know, break the bank on it. <laughs> yeah, I just want to break someone's legs, not the bank. I'm not trying to. <laughs> this is so stupid, stupid. already. We have been talking about trying to start like a podcast empire, maybe uh, getting some more shows under our belt, maybe. Our furniture podcast? Our furniture podcast. Now we can do, what did I just call it three seconds ago again? Like the the Beatdown Podcast. (laughs) That's the laziest name ever. Is it any better than The Furniture Show? (laughs) (laughs) I like The Furniture Show. (laughs) Okay. How are you doing today? I am burnt. Oh, you you really did get burnt. You I'm coming in shit. hot on this episode. Literally. F- physically, physically hot. Not like by appearance, but by literal temperature. You're rolling up and I was like, damn, you got burnt. Yeah, <laughs> like your boy distance. is sunburnt. <laughs> yeah. Your boy is sunburnt. I was working out in the sun for a long, long ass day yesterday. But you know what? Made some good money. 
Yeah. Off the all. books. Fuck you, government. Don't tax me. Mind your own <laughs> business. You don't need to know how much I made. You're getting taxed now. <laughs> Probably. I know Trump is listening right now. Yeah, I mean, fan of the pod. <laughs> <laughs> of course, he's got nothing better to do. But how about how about you? You don't look sunburnt at all. It looks like you don't know what the sun is. I Yeah, I haven't seen it in months, really. <laughs> yeah, hiding in movie theaters across the world. Um, I've or been more, good. I've more been so good. down the road. I I've been good for the most part. I will say this morning though, my, this morning started off really bad. Oh yeah, I'll tell you why. Did you get into another Fender Bender? No, worse. <laughs> oh, Blink One Eighty Two released their new single and it's terrible. Oh, is it, it? Did you see they're doing shows with like Lil Wayne or something? Yeah, but that tour, like only like half the days they're doing it with Lil Wayne, and the one near us, Lil Wayne isn't on it. Okay, and it's Neck Deep and Blink, and they're two of my favorite bands. So I'm gonna go. That's cool. Like me and John are going to go, actually. John and I. Where is it? John and I. Uh, PNC, I think. It's over, oh, okay. it's over in Joyzy. Let me know how much those tickets are. I might want to get on that train with you. Yeah, that'd be cool. We I all don't think it. we would take a train, but... <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you never know. But uh, So that sucked. But yeah, other than that, it's been pretty good. Saw Long Shot the other day. Yep. That one will need to be a future episode. Future we, episode. We are running low on movies. Actually, a couple episodes ago, we talked about the movie that we're reviewing today, and in doing so, I said, we're not going to end up doing a review on this movie, so I already talked about how I feel about this movie. <laughs> but what what happened was we had a whole plan. We had a list of movies that we knew, like, we're going to check these out, we're going to do episodes on them. Then Endgame came out, was a huge success. Who saw that coming? Nobody. Nobody. Blindsided. Where did this come from? <laughs> and in that movie's release, it pushed out like four to five other movies in our theater. So guess what, Hellboy? You only survived, what, two, two and a weeks, half weeks? Like yeah. So we didn't get to do a Hellboy review. So that that went out the window. And I don't oh. even remember all the other movies. And also doesn't help that we went and saw Endgame three times. Three times. Yeah, other that, movies. that's our fault. But yeah. And I mean, now I'm relegated to just watching kids' movies because basically the only time I get to go to the theaters is when I'm watching my son. So <laughs> I happen to see Missing Link. I think I'm seeing Ugly Dolls tomorrow. There I'm you go. not excited for it. Yeah, I, I don't think we can do that for an episode. I don't want to. <laughs> I'm just going to have to see it just because it's my life. I saw Wonder Park a couple weeks ago. It's funny. As the Whatever. animator, you're seeing more animated movies than me. Yeah. <laughs> Again. <laughs> what the hell? Not super stoked about it. Although it is nice watching my son watch these movies because he really loves them. And now when we get in the car and we're driving places, he'll start talking about it. And he was saying it when we were driving on our way. I don't even know. I think just to my dad's house. And he was just like, Wonder Park. And I'm like, yeah, we saw Wonder Park. He's like, this is a good movie. I'm like, okay. Like, what do you know? You're fucking three. Like, you're almost not even. You turn around and you're like, it's one of the worst movies I've seen all year. Like, really? I feel like it was really derivative of some other films. <laughs> just start giving him a, well, Rotten Tomatoes thinks differently, Literally. son. No son of mine. But... uh <laughs> But he's he's the one I actually went to go see the movie we're doing today, which is Missing Link. Nice. Yeah. I didn't see it with him. <laughs> no, you didn't. You probably We tried to make off. plans, he bailed on me. I spent it? half the movie looking at him going like, if you're gonna keep talking, we're gonna have to leave. <laughs> and then just like being like, Do you want goldfish? Oh, I guess that's a spoiler. Sneaky snacks. <laughs> Sneaky snacks. Oh, should we do that segment on today? Because this one was probably the craziest one I've ever done. You know what? Let's do the sneaky snacks right now. 
So this one is going to be very difficult because the hint I'm going to give you. Cogurt. <laughs> <laughs> the snacks, there, there were snacks for me, but the snacks were primarily for my son. I found a way that I can sneak stuff in in the summer, but it's going to require me to bring him with me because I brought a fucking diaper bag in with me. Yeah. <laughs> but in doing so, I had a lot of room for snacks. Yeah. But I had to keep him occupied for an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. This kid, also, this kid, I could not believe how much he was eating. He was putting food in his mouth for the entire hour and 30 minutes. <laughs> he would not stop. And he, if I handed him something, he would just keep eating it. And then he'd finish it, hand it back to me, be like, more. I'm like, what do you mean more? You've ate everything in the world. <laughs> You caused world hunger. <laughs> really did. I don't even know how to give you a hint for this. It's a little bit of everything. Okay. But it's for a kid. Like it's for a toddler. It's so not vague at all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with um uh, how about this? We'll do like almost like 20 questions style. Okay. But maybe not 20, because we're not trying to do this whole episode on sneaky snacks. I want, I want this episode to be longer than our spoiler endgame review. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know if that's possible. Okay, uh let's see. Was it crunchy? <laughs> Uh, there was a crunchy. There was a crunchy. Okay. So is it like a chip? Sort of. Sort of a chip. Sort of like a chip. But maybe not a chip out of potatoes, but maybe like a hmm. kind of a fruit. A fruit. Fruit? Yeah. Think about like, like kind a, of fruits. Like that maybe might... like an applejack? Ooh, you're so close. So a it's fruit loop. So it's like, no, no. You were on you were closer with the apple jack, but it's not a cereal. Ooh. Hmm. This is it's like impossible. Boy. Okay, just just tell me. So so one of them were like these dehydrated apple crisp okay. things. Okay, you get from like a CVS or something. All right, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, they're also good. I would not I, have gotten that. I handed him I handed him the bag of it, and we just kept watching the movie. And then he handed it back to me. I'm like, he ate the whole fucking bag. <laughs> I'm like, I thought you'd just have a couple and then take a break. Nope, inhaled them. Granted, they're like nothing. You could put them in your mouth and they would just disintegrate to nothingness in about 10 seconds. Okay. It's mostly air. It's dehydrated apple. Yeah. But this kid was putting them away. So that's one. Okay. You got a drink? Sneak a drink in? Snuck a drink in. Okay. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Do my drink. My drink's a pretty easy one. Okay. If you know me. Mm, Arnold Palmer. Got it. Okay, cool. Got it. And I snuck in just a regular juice for him. Okay. All right. Toddler. Kid. If you didn't bring gushers in, I'm gonna be very pissed. <laughs> Ooh, it's close to a gushers. Really? Close. Very close. Nothing in the middle though. Uh, fruit by the foot? No. Remember, he's a toddler. Warheads. No. <laughs> <laughs> the most not the, of not the all can- candies. Not the candy though. I actually brought a nuclear warhead into the movie theater with exactly, me. Exactly. Yeah. I'm a terrorist. <laughs> if you don't play Endgame two weeks early, <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking us all down. Close to a gusher, huh? Yeah. So it's like it's like chewy. Yeah. Chewy like a gusher. Yeah. I like I like enunciating these words. Chewy, chewy like, like a, a gusher. gusher. <laughs> <laughs> um I'm going to go with um hmm. <laughs> applesauce. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just going to tell you this one go just for it. just some good old fashioned Welch's fruit snacks. Oh man, I wouldn't have gotten that. But yeah. Yeah. And then there's more. More? Yeah. Oh, my God. This is the ultimate I had a, sneaky. I had a diaper bag, man. Yeah. I'm telling you. There's a type of pet that you might put in a bowl full of water, but it's also the name of a kind of snack not unsimilar oh. to a chip or a cracker. A Teddy Graham? 
No, you put bears in bowls of water. Depends on how small they are. <laughs> you trying to murder the bears? Um, a Klondike bar. What? <laughs> Another bear. <laughs> how many bear snacks do you know? I don't know. I give up. I can't. I'm, I'm Was all... it a bear claw? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go for it. Just, just lay it on me. It's gold, goldfish. Gold. Oh no, you said goldfish at the at the beginning of this. Did I? Yeah. I can't keep up with all the snacks that I snuck. Yeah. I think I also brought M and M's for myself. <laughs> it was a it was a hefty sneak. That yeah, that's a that's a haul. I mean, there was also diapers and baby wipes and a change of clothing, but but you we didn't eat those. any of those. <laughs> yeah, we didn't. I didn't bite any of those. <laughs> I may have nibbled on a diaper for a minute. <laughs> it was clean. You're like it was clean. You ate all the food. Now you're making me do this. <laughs> now I must eat diaper <laughs> like an animal. And I shared my popcorn with them. Oh, so you got a popcorn? This, nice. This kid ate so much. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. But I yeah. got popcorn when I went and saw the, the on long shot, and I couldn't even finish it. It's too much sometimes, man. Yeah. But anyway, back to the matter at hand. Holy shit! I don't even know what the matter at hand is. The matter of hand is that we've got to talk about this movie. But first, we got to talk about another movie. <gasps> oh my god! Startled me. You know what? I just met this Sasquatch outside, and he was telling me about like how he's all alone and. Oh, I think I could uh, travel across the world and find my family somewhere. And I'm just like, bro, let's let's do it up. So we just packed up our shit. We went through a number of different fun, colorful settings. Hopped on a train. We took a horse and buggy. Mm-hmm. And we went all the way to the trailer park. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So we are talking Toy Story 4. Toasterfer. 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 That's what it sounded like. The Brave Little Ter- Toaster. <laughs> oh, that's a good movie. It is a good movie. Not that Toy Story isn't. But you know what? Here's a fun little fact. Before Toy Story 4 comes out, I need to see Toy Story 3. You haven't seen Toy Story 3? I have not. I'm have actually going to make you borrow that. Do you have it? Yeah. Oh, I got to watch it. I think I have two copies of it. <laughs> that one? Perfect. That'll buy me a lot of time. I still yeah. got to give you back John Wick 1 and 2 today. I was going to say, you have John Wick 1 and 2 on you today, though. So they're in my getting car. Them yeah, back, they're in my so car. Just be like, a, be like a little swap. A little swap. You got them. I actually meant to bring... I wanted to let you borrow X-Men Dark Phoenix Saga before the Dark Phoenix movie comes out, because I don't know if you've ever read that. No, I haven't. So I, I want to try to remind me, but I want to. I want you to borrow that and read that before that movie comes out. Okay. I got about a month. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's a quick read. Yeah. I, mean, I think it's, it's comic, actually... It's a comic book, so it's like, yeah, it's a quick read. <laughs> it's a comic book. Anybody can read that shit. Come on. No, um, They're for kids. <laughs> <laughs> but I fucking love them. Yeah. So, yeah. Toy Story 4. I mean, damn. I'm really surprised you haven't seen 3. 3 yeah, was... so don't spoil anything for me. I heard it's a real tearjerker. Oh, man. It'll make you cry. Oh, good. It... I do love movies that make me cry. We were talking about it before we started rolling on this. You know what's funny? A long time ago... In a county where ska music was once played, <laughs> oh. I used to be in a band, and oh. I went to see Toy Story three with all the members of that band. Oh. So, fan of the show and former guest Ducky was with us, nice. and I I don't know if I've ever up until seeing Endgame, I don't think I've ever seen anyone react the way Ducky did to that movie. Yeah, there's a few parts again I can't spoil it, but I remember we all walked out of that theater and Ducky was just like emotionally wrecked. He's like, oh man. 
that blah 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 part just ruined me and he's like got like tears like coming out his cheeks and shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's but, uh, great that's that's good you're setting me up for uh high hopes oh no it's really heard, good i'm sure it's gonna deliver yeah these toy story movies are fucking bangers i think toy story might be and don't quote me on this but i think it might be the highest rated franchise ever because I think one and two might have one hundred percent or close to it, and I think Damn. three is like right up there too, like ninety eight or something like that. Damn! Um, I think like if you average them, it would be like ninety nine percent. It's pretty nuts. Good for them. Yeah, so they got a high bar. And uh, but it's Pixar. Pixar's great. Yeah, like they. I mean, you want to talk innovation, which I, I'm sure we're gonna talk about when we get to Missing Link and mm-hmm. just like Lacoste Studios and like. You had you had said it beautifully in your text earlier when we were talking about what we should do for this trailer park. I like read that and I'm like, what is he trying to be like a fucking movie critic or something? Like, <laughs> yeah, what are we doing here? Yeah, I thought that we we're supposed to be dudes. Literally, our goal <laughs> and we have it written on a whiteboard is like yeah. how many reviews away we are from being able to possibly get like critic status on Rotten Tomatoes. So, yeah, what are you trying to be a critic, dude? Come on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're not supposed to be professionals. We only claim to be professionals. Also, I think we got more reviews than that. Also, speaking of, we haven't been talking enough about the review. We are almost to our goal of getting our 10 written reviews, five stars on iTunes, and then giving away these fucking shirts. I think we're only like two away. Yeah, I think it's either two or three. I haven't checked, so if there's another one that came out recently, then yeah. Great. But yeah, I mean. Yeah, I don't check it. Honestly, don't check it enough. <laughs> I uh, If you want to send in reviews, super, super grateful if you do that. And then, yeah, you, I mean. Probably within the next week, uh, we'll be uh, doing the drawing for that. So keep it up, people. We appreciate yeah. it. You are awesome. <laughs> you guys rock. You are the best. Maybe part of the prize will also be they can come here on the futon. That would be a but great But you can't prize. get on mic. <laughs> Just sit there. Just sit there in silence <laughs> and watch us talk like idiots. People have done that. I feel like... Uh, has, has anybody done it? Here? Not with us. No, they haven't sat, sat here, but I feel like the two guests that we've had, there's times where, like, in the intro and stuff, they're just oh, watching yeah, us be jack-offs. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's weird. It's weird, especially because me and the guests share a mic because, for some reason, our rig just says fuck all to a third microphone, and then it crashes the whole program. Yeah, we got to figure this out. Yeah, we're a real bootleg. <laughs> we sound profesh. Sound profesh, but not really. Anyways, Toy Story 4. Yes. But no, I, I mean... A lot of these trailer parks we try and find like a tether between them or something related. And I mean, when it comes to animated movies, I would argue that I think Pixar and Leica Studios are probably two of the most influential in terms of pushing the boundaries of their medium and also like storytelling. Yeah, definitely. I I think the only other like you talk Pixar for 3D animation, Leica for stop motion, and then I would say maybe Studio Ghibli for 2D. Which well, who's Ghibli? That's all. That's all. Um, Miyazaki. Oh, How's Moving Castle, Spirited Away, The Wind Rises. You don't know any of these. That's very upsetting. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they I think sound those artsy. They're really those titles. good. They're really good. Best beautiful 2D animation. Spirit of the Moon Rising or whatever fuck you said. That sounds. <laughs> that sounds. You know you. Ponyo. You don't know Ponyo. Are you saying Ponyo? <laughs> Pony. Oh, pon- I think I've seen it floating around You've definitely somewhere. Definitely seen it floating around. There's no way you haven't. I think I have. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, that's why we chose to do Toy Story because we were actually throwing around. You were like, as a joke, you, you go. You're like, 
what what should we do for the trailer park? And you go, another Sasquatch movie. I was like, oh, so you want to do Abominable? And you're like, is that actually a thing? And I was like, un- <laughs> unfortunately, yes. We've I've, we've had th- we've literally of... had in the last year three Sasquatch movies. <laughs> what? Why? S- Smallfoot, Missing Link, and Abominable. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Smallfoot. Yeah. Who's <laughs> it's it's who, who <laughs> it's in a crazy. studio somewhere is just like, you know what kids are loving right now? Sasquatch. <laughs> He's huge. <laughs> He's huge around these pots. Yeah. Literally and figuratively. Yeah. <laughs> like what? Who decided like we really need to target the Bigfoot corner of the market? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of strange. There's an influx of Sasquatch. <laughs> <laughs> of all things. We don't need it. But uh, you want to get into this trailer? Yeah, show me this trailer. I don't know if I've actually seen this trailer. You haven't watched this? Um, I've seen a trailer. I don't know if, I don't know which one I saw. Everyone, Bonnie made a friend in class. Oh, she's already making friends. No, no, she literally made a new friend. Some of this is a spoiler for you. I want you to meet Forky. Uh, hi. Hello. Well, I, I had a feeling about some of the things. Okay. Yes, like it, yeah, I know. No more Andy. Forky is the most important he's dead. toy to Bonnie right Horrible now. Horrible car accident. We all yeah, have to make crazy. sure he's nothing happens really everywhere. <laughs> Woody, we have a situation. I actually really like this concept of like when you make a toy it becomes alive type thing. Yeah, it's interesting. That's cool. That's almost kind of like with Sid in the first Toy Story, where he's like taking the pieces and yeah, making new Frankenstein toys. But that's like that. They were like they were toys that became different toys. Kind of. This is just like a spork and a pipe cleaner and shit. But I like. I think that's a cool concept. Bo, Forky, come on. Creepy dolls. Gabby. Yeah. We can't stay. <laughs> yes, These look like can. goose bumps. It really does. She has like a new outfit. She wasn't in no Toy Story to 3. She was missing. Come with me. We need to get back oh. to our kids. So this is like kind of like a reveal. That's really not a spoiler. The they just kind of give you like a throwaway line in Toy Story 3. Who needs a kid's room when you can have all of this? Wow. Woody, aren't we going to Not a lot of buzz in this trailer. Not yet. Oh, there's Buzz. Never the mind. Fuck me. <laughs> but I actually don't know how much he's going to be in it. Uh, Tim Allen's great. Yeah. I support anybody who used to sell blow. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> there's the cheese for the episode. Open your eyes, Woody. There's plenty of kids out there. Sometimes change can be good. Oh, that's the one that I remember. You'd be surprised. Wasn't she in, like, Toy Story 1? Yeah. We're going home for you. There's Andy. Oh, okay. Those those two characters right there, voiced by Key and Peele. I knew that. I remember that from like a Keanu, teaser. Keanu Reeves was that like was a stunt driver. Yeah. yeah. I was made to help a child. I don't remember it being this hard. Woody, somebody's whispering in your ear. Everything's gonna be okay. This looks really sweet. Yeah. I'm looking forward to. It. I like the carnival type thing. I know you do. <laughs> we talked about it. Already. I know you do. Yeah, we're getting a lot of carnivals too. Sasquatch and carnivals. Yeah, man. They're like, we need a big old big show circus. <laughs> That's the next thing is the Sasquatch at the circus type oh, movie. Okay, you know what it is? The circus. Kids love the circus. Elephants, Dumbo. We got it. Sasquatch. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the huge. Who is this guy? <laughs> he sounds great. I want to see the movies that he wants to make. Sounds like he bought cocaine off Tim Allen. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, have you heard some of the things that like the like actors and stuff have said about this movie? No. Now, obviously, for the most part, 
when actors are doing like the press like releases and stuff like that for their movies they usually w- would talk positive about the movie so like you would hope so yeah but i feel like this is either super dramatic or they're very excited for it to come out because tim allen his actual quote was toy story 4 will be a moment in time <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he misspoke and he just meant like it will come out at a moment in time. <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll come out some moment in time. No, uh, that's like June 21st. That's the moment it, it it's comes coming out. out. Yeah. And uh, Tim Allen said that he couldn't get through his his lines without like hysterical crying. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that gets me kind of excited. Another you know how much I like to cry. You know? Yeah, we love crying, especially in a kid's movie. Yeah, but you no, know, I mean, kid's movies lately are really taking a taking a more grown-up turn. Well, I mean, that's something we've always seen in Pixar, especially. Yeah. Like, they usually Look do take up. on... Oh, dude, Up? Yeah. What are they trying to do? <laughs> Kill everybody with it. Yeah. It's just like, you know, how, how should we start our movie? Let's put everybody in, like, the worst, worst, like, mood. <laughs> yeah, basically. Let's make everyone deal with death immediately. Yeah. But that's what, I mean, we've talked about how Toy Story kind of pushes the pushes the envelope a little bit for, you know, storytelling in a kid's movie, and just in terms of, like, the themes and also creativity and stuff like that. Yeah. So I'm not really surprised that this movie might be, like, super emotional. <laughs> yeah, and I guess, you know, I guess I got to see Toy Story 3, but, you know, t- Toy Story 1 didn't really have, like, that same depth to it. It was really more about, I guess just adapting to like change and stuff and being welcome to change. And like the message seemed a lot softer. Whereas the movies went on, it seems like it's more about like, I'm just assuming toy story three. It's about either not so much like dealing with a loss, but just again, dealing with that change, but like just lose, you know, losing somebody from your life and, you know, it's a dramatic, like growing up and growing apart. Yeah. And it's funny because, maybe not funny, but like a lot of people are like, oh, what's about fucking time they made a Toy Story 3? I've been waiting my whole life for this. And they were like, really? But it's funny because they may have done it intentionally because when Toy Story 3 came out, most of like the people that grew up with that were like in college or just going into college and stuff like that. Yeah. And Andy in Toy Story 3 is leaving for college. Oh, so so maybe they aged it appropriately? I think they did. Yeah. I think think Toy Story was 1995. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, that's crazy to think that Toy Story was 1995 and the animation looked as it did because there's movies that came out in 2005 that look like dog shit. Oh, no, there definitely is, yeah. Like, oh, my God. I don't know if it was actually 2005 that this movie came out, but just, like, have you ever seen Chicken Little? I have seen Chicken Little. That (laughs) is atrocious. And, like... (laughs) Meet the Robinsons, and I'm like watching these movies that came out in like early to mid like 2000. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> it looks so bad. It looks worse than some of the video games that were out during that time. Yeah, I actually, uh, you said Meet the Robinsons. I wasn't a huge fan of that, but it's funny. You know, if you if you actually go and you watch Toy Story, like go watch Toy Story one, and then go watch Toy Story three, and even then you're like, holy shit! Like the the actual difference in like quality is crazy. Yeah, but Toy Story when it came out was like, wow, like this is amazing. Like I feel like this was like one of the first like three D animated movies that you were like, holy crap! No, for sure. Because like now we're getting these these animated movies that 
They came out when we were little. Now they're coming out like Incredibles two came out last year. Yeah. And and although we weren't as little for the first Incredibles. No, we no we weren't. But it, it was it still was a big. L- I, how what was that? Fifteen years? Fifteen year break in between the two uh, movies? Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. So you can see the the you know the upgraded quality in these movies, but. I feel like Pixar, when it comes to 3D animation, is like so far ahead of everyone. I'm interested to see what Keanu's bringing to this. That's that's actually one of the things I'm most interested in because Keanu Reeves like him or dislike him. I feel like he's definitely not the most versatile actor. Yeah, like especially a lot of the things people like kind of rag on him about is how he's like so like deadpan with a lot of his delivery and lines and stuff like that. So I wonder yeah. how he's gonna do with voice acting. I don't know. I'm putting I'm putting my faith in the fact that it's Toy Story, and I don't think they're they're gonna let him be bad. No, I don't think so. And you know and, what? And with animation, you could work around some of those things. And maybe that's what the character is like. Maybe that's what he, I think. Yeah, you gotta write that character to that style, and then it could work. Maybe his character is really deadpan, and that's something you play off of, and that actually works because it's like. He's a toy, and especially if he's like supposed to be like a retro toy, like something from like the seventies or something like that, he can feel out of place in this movie, and they can kind of be like, um, "Okay, guy, like you're <laughs> weird or whatever." And you know, I I think it's an easy workaround if that is the case. It's also funny because Keanu Reeves comes from like mainly a like action movie background, and his toy is a stunt writer. Yeah, so like I think that if they were gonna cast him. It's because they knew that he would fit the the mold of this character. I hope he's one of those toys that the old like Daredevil toys where he's actually attached to the motorcycle. Like he can't like step <laughs> off of it. So that's just how he gets around. He's just always on the motorcycle. motorcycle. Maybe that becomes like a gag. One of those toys where like you pull it back and then let it go. Yeah, like the ripcord ones. Yeah. They had a like a teaser trailer before this and it was just the like, Key and Peel characters talking. Ima- All right, imagine imagine this. He's, he's like one of those ripcord ones, right? And he like rolls in and he's just like, name's fucking Dusty, Dusty Tits or whatever. I don't know what his name is. <laughs> um, but then but then he like rolls in, has like this big dramatic moment. And everyone's like, whoa, he's so cool. He's a rebel. He's badass. And Woody's all just like, uh, I don't like this guy or whatever. And he's like, all right, I'm going to get out of here. Somebody pull my cable. <laughs> and then, like has to like rip it for him. He's like, my hands are stuck, stuck to these to- handlebars. <laughs> I doubt that's going to happen, but just throwing it out there in case they want to hire me for this movie that's already done. Yeah. Well, I mean, now I think they've already said that we're getting four, five, and six. What? Yeah. I think I think this is another thing where it's... I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, like this is another trilogy. It's, it's more than a trilogy. It's a double trilogy. I don't know if there's a word for that. I know like a sextuplet, but yeah, I think this is just like that only works for like triplet. So is it a sextology? <laughs> that sounds I don't know hot. How that works. <laughs> sounds yeah. hot. Alien had the the four movies that came out, and they they're calling it the quadrilogy. Oh, I hate that quadrilogy. quadrilogy. Yeah, quadrilogy. <laughs> I'm just like, get rid of Alien Resurrection. That movie's trash. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean trilogy plus one. There you go. I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, I've loved all these movies. I think Toy Story is probably my favorite Pixar movie. Mm. I have to think about it. Yeah, because there's some good ones. There, are, there's a lot of good ones. But I, I think like it Finding is Finding Nemo is a fucking banger. Finding Nemo, Incredibles, Up, um, A Bug's Life. Uh, I could do without A Bug's Life. I really like A Bug's Life. That's like also like one that I, I really really like. Really, I don't know if 
I guess I'd have to see all of them. It, it could pro- maybe my top five, but I don't think it's my top three. Like Coco was amazing from a couple oh, years ago. Yeah, Coco. Coco is really good. Yeah, and I've seen that movie a ton and a little bit. It was getting under my skin, but again, not because of the movie itself. The movie is like undeniable, like good. But if you watch any movie five times a day, oh, that's why. Get, yeah, you get exhausted from it. I love the character models in that movie. Like, yeah, love them. Oh, that whole that that one is easily in a, in the top three for me. Yeah, I uh, when I saw that in theaters, I, I saw it with one of my friends who was in it, uh, like college with me for animation, mm-hmm. and I was like in awe the whole time, just looking at how beautiful the movie was. Oh, even like I was watching, especially again when you watch it five times a day, you stop watching what's in put in front of you and you start looking at things in the background. The amount of detail they pepper mm-hmm. in to all of that and just the color and the vibrant like look and feel of everything and the atmosphere that they create is fucking incredible. And that that movie also hits you in the feels. Oh yeah. Like like it was funny because I saw I I've I own that movie. I've seen it twice now, once in the theaters and once at home. But the first time when I went and saw it, I saw it with my friend and I was like sitting there and I got like the lump in my throat. I'm like, come on, don't be a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and then like when I saw it, watched it the second time, I watched it with my mom, and I knew it was coming, and I, I still got choked up. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't get me like that. Yeah, no, I, the, the whole family thing really really uh, speaks to me, so. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I really like that, but, I mean, yeah, Toy Story, I love it so much, so I'm really excited for this, and I think that if, they want, if, if they're doing a 4, 5, and 6, I'm hoping, and I think they are doing it for the right reasons, and it's that they have a great idea rather than, let's fucking make this money. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, that's the biggest thing is make sure you have a plan because re- I'm, I'm going to bring it to Star Wars. Doesn't feel like they had a plan when they were like, let's do Force Awakens and let's do like three more. It feels kind of just tossed together from movie to movie. Well, I think The Force Awakens feels pretty cohesive. Granted, yes, it does. Yes. But I'm does, just saying for this new trilogy. New trilogy as a whole, I completely agree. Because The Last Jedi feels so much different in a bad way than the last one. Yeah. Like not cohesive at all. Yeah, it just doesn't doesn't feel like they're all working with the same material. Yeah. Like it should be it should be a thing where like you have a through line that you want to do. Like they should have mapped out the three movies, not in total, like with like super deep detail, but like at least have an idea for how is it, where's it going to start and how does this whole thing end? Because that's what they're looking to do. This whole thing is ending. What's the end of the Skywalker saga? And it's like, maybe you should have planned that before you started. Yeah. (laughs) Instead of just fucking winging it. Because that's yeah. what it feels like. It feels like they're winging it. It, it kind of does. It feels like it's, they're X-winging it. X-winging it. There you go. Yeah. Hey. I, I think it, it does to a certain degree. I'm really excited for the third one. I think they the third one might be might be good. But I I do agree. The, the Last Jedi felt so like not part of it that I'm a little concerned about how the whole trilogy is going to feel as a whole. Yeah. But hopefully hopefully this is cohesive. Yeah. I, I have more faith in Pixar than I do in... I guess not Disney, but whoever is in charge of the Star Wars direction. Yeah. And there's there's people that I'm I don't want to go on a huge Star Wars tangent right now. I'll I feel like we do it a it, lot. We, we do it a lot in this. But I know there there's people that are in charge of Star Wars and in the writing department specifically that I don't have a lot of faith in. Yeah. But I have faith in the people at Pixar. They Me too. for the most part they knock it out of the park and 
I'm very excited for this one. So I, I just got to see three and see where where we're left off at I'm, before we I'm go to this. I'm making sure that you take it with you tonight. Okay. <laughs> so. And I will make sure that I bring it back to you in about two months' time. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> yeah. As as usual. Right before this one comes out. Like, yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. When you're just like, hey, can you bring that back so I can rewatch it? Yeah. You fuck. <laughs> But at least, you know what? If you let me borrow it, I will watch it tomorrow with Logan because he will actually sit down and watch it. Yeah. So it's perfect. Yeah. I got a daddy day tomorrow. There you go. That's why I'm going to go see Ugly Dolls. <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> I want to die. <laughs> Anyways, oh, do you have anything else for this trailer park? No, I think, I mean, we didn't really talk into specifics too much about the movie, just more so about Pixar, but I mean... Well, we touched they, on like during the trailer, like the whole aspect of the little girl creating her own toy and everything, so uh, it this trailer makes it feel like that's going to be a real centerpiece is this toy's journey maybe coping with being a toy, because it's like a spork. Yeah. <laughs> so. I uh, I said earlier that I like the circus aspect, and you kind of laughed. Or like the carnival, but yeah. I think the reason I actually like it is because like you're getting carnival toys, and they're all yeah. kind of like weird ass like knockoffs, knockoff and stuff. stuff. So I think that might be pretty funny. Yeah, they can do a lot of fun stuff there. I mean, they've got the the two characters voiced by Key and Peele stuck on the you know you see them here stuck on the side of like the like the, the prize great, wall, yeah, the yeah. prize wall. So that's that's pretty funny. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm just I'm looking forward to it. I I have complete faith in them. It looks beautiful. I could they could literally have been like, hey everybody, Toy Story four is out. We didn't tell you anything about it. And I'd be like, okay, I'm there. I would have gone yeah, to the movie yeah. theater right away. They have like a built in audience. There's there's no avoiding this movie when it comes out. Like, yeah, we're gonna have to see it, unless they re release Endgame and it pushes it out of the theaters in a week. <laughs> Fucking, I love, I love the movie, but goddamn, did they screw me? Yeah, they really did. So now you're catching up to me on 2019. I'm not, not pleased. You'll pass me. Oh, I mean, no, you are passing. I'm still but, ahead but you're of gonna, you, but yeah. now you're only, I'm only like two ahead of you, and I was like 12, so I'm not stoked. But that's besides the point. You ready to get out of here? Yeah, let's get the fuck out of this trailer park. All right. <laughs> so we are talking, missing link. Yes, we are. And I wanted to bring this up. I mentioned it earlier. Leica Studios, I feel like, one, there's been lots of talk about how they're going under. Really? Yeah. I've heard none of this. I also haven't been looking for this news. Yeah. So. On almost, I, I, I'll have to look and I'll tell it at the end, but they typically don't double their budget on their movies. Wow. And it takes a really long time to make these movies. I mean, that's probably the biggest expense is just how much time it takes. And then you're paying people for that whole time. They're not producing nearly as much as other studios could be producing. On average, it takes about five years to make one of these movies. Fuck. Yeah, they they over they definitely overlap with each other. They have ideas because for the most part, all these movies are directed by different people. I haven't actually looked into it, but I think they might all be directed by different people and they've got ideas in different phases of production going on like simultaneously. Okay. So there's been like talk that like they might not be making enough money. They might end up going under. And I actually was under the impression that they already had before Kubo. And then I was like, Oh shit, they have another movie out. So yeah, I really hope they don't though, because their movies are unlike any other studio. And it's not just because they're stop motion. I, I feel like it's, they definitely have like their own style Besides the medium, definitely, and a lot of that is with the storytelling. Also, I love how stylized their characters are. Yeah, like if you look at the like oh, the, the yeah. design on all these characters, they're all very unique. Yeah, even in its own movie, like 
it's clear that they're not just taking a same kind of like mold and then just like yeah there's just something there's just something special when you watch these movies about like the way that certain characters look and even move and that's something that we'll get into when we start talking about like some of the behind the scenes action on like how they actually made these scenes happen. Did you st- sit through the credits? I did. Yeah. All right. So I guess we'll talk about it at the end because it's we're talking about the credits. But <laughs> I loved what they did there. Yeah, it was. You know what they they show you a thing in the credits and then I uh, I watched it and then it ended and I was like. I want to see more of that, so I waited. I, I waited through the whole credits to see if they did it again because I just I, like I, I, I love. I that. was after after the movie. I was looking online, like when I got home. I was just on their website, just looking at like behind the scenes photos and stuff like that because it's really interesting the way that they do this. And yeah. when we talk innovation, it's not just what you're seeing on screen. It's innovation in how they're actually capturing these images and how they're like building sets and like the use of like the the CGI with the stop motion and everything. It's really fucking cool yeah it's awesome and the machine the the mechanics that they have to like literally invent for each character so that it could actually move naturally and stuff like that on these like guided tracks whoa it's it's a it's super cool because stop motion is a mixture of like high tech you know technology yeah and also like lo-fi clay yeah like like they're sculpting like by hand i watched the thing where they talked about how they made the giant skeleton rig for kubo oh that is crazy yeah Yeah. i watched that and so and so that that rig was made partially with like the same concept of like a like a nasa like flight simulator type thing like but then like the bottom of it like how they like weighed it down because it was so heavy was they're just like let's throw some fucking sandbags on it yeah yeah. so like i mean isn't it like it's like paper mache and stuff too like it's, it's like mixed medium, I know. Yeah, no, a lot of their stuff is mixed medium. I also watched another thing when they were making Paranorman, and mm-hmm. like the hair on all the characters is made like with like actual like hair that they spend like. Oh, they, that makes sense. They they said that it took them. I think they said a week to put the hair on one model of Paranorman. That's like, insane. I mean, not Paranorman, on Norman's head, like. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, uh, we'll get into it, but they make thousands of heads per character. Yeah, which is crazy. So, I mean, the amount of work and you know, time and effort and craft that goes in these movies is just nuts. I was curious though, because I was thinking about, I was like, yeah, Leica studios has to be like, they have to be up there in terms of, at least just in my opinion of like quality of film and how they like push the envelope and stuff. So I actually looked up what, in my opinion would be the biggest animation studios out right now, yeah. at least the most popular. And obviously Pixar is your number one. Yeah. Crushing it. And I would say probably Disney is your number two. Because they've had in the last, you know, five or six years, Big Hero Six, Wreck It Ralph, and Frozen. Yeah, Moana. Mo- yeah. So I mean, like, you gotta you gotta give it to them. I think those are probably your one and two. But after that, you can make a serious case for for Leica. I think. Yeah. Blue Sky hasn't done much. Blue Sky is Ferdinand, then Ice Age two thousand, and Rio. Like, I'm not yeah okay. into any of those. DreamWorks, How to Train Your Dragon is okay. like their big fish. Yeah, but, that's a juggernaut for them. But they've also had the Boss Baby, Trolls, Kung Boss Fu Panda. Boss Baby has to be bringing in money. They ended up, well, I guess it doesn't have to be because it seems like Netflix has given everybody a show. Pretty yeah. sure we have a show coming out on Netflix soon. <laughs> it really does. We got to get in, deve- in development. The Boss Baby was not that good, though. It was, I hated it. Oh, so you did see it. Oh, I've seen it a lot. That's another one that my son loved. I'm so happy we're past that stage because that movie drove me insane. And DreamWorks all had Shrek, but I mean, Shrek has been irrelevant. Shrek has basically been more important in memes than actual movies. Yeah. <laughs> so Illumination is Despicable Me. It's Ugh. coincidentally when I typed Despicable Me into my phone, it came up as Disposable Me. 
me, which is how I feel about most of those movies. Yep, <laughs> accurate. Secret Life of Pets, Sing, and then like the new Dr. Seuss movies. I mean, The Grinch was like pretty throwaway. So the Secret Life of Pets was successful. Obviously, they're making a second mm-hmm. one, and Sing. I'm assuming it was successful. Those are another two movies I've seen a thousand times. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they're successful. I'm just talking more so the quality, the quality. of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. You can do without seeing either of them, really. Paramount, just stop. Wonder Park and Sherlock Gnomes. <laughs> like, what? Like, yeah. And then Sony. Sherlock Gnomes. What the fuck? Yeah. Sony is so, like, off. Like, you, I can't pin them down because Hotel Transylvania is fine, I think. I think it's fine the third one is terrible yeah i think i like the first one i don't like the second one i actually thought the third one was better than the second one i didn't see the second one i hated the third one yeah but they also made the emoji movies which is just an atrocity to humanity yeah cloudy with a chance of meatballs but they also made spider-verse which is phenomenal right. so it's like hard to pin them down but overall i would Who say did lego lego i think that is uh that might be warner brothers yes that makes sense because of the use of all of the dc characters yeah Okay, that, yes, you're right, you're right, because it also has, like, the Warner Brothers logo at the beginning of Lego Batman movie. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So, it's all coming, I'm piecing it together. Because they're, oh, they're bricks. <laughs> <laughs> and then I mentioned Studio Ghibli earlier, which you didn't know any of them, but, I mean, I would put Studio Ghibli probably number three. But out of all those other ones, I think Leica's probably four. Okay. And, I mean... It's it's if if they are going under or if they are close to or if they're not doing financially well, that sucks because they're so much better than all these other movies like that are making bank. Yeah. Illumination's making like billions of dollars off the Minions movie and crap like that. Because they're just, just so putting annoying. out garbage, but it's garbage. It's consumable garbage. Whereas I feel like this has less broad appeal. Like some I know people are creeped out by stop motion. Oh, yeah, I know, too. Wifey, Megan hates it she yeah. will not watch anything with made it with clay or stop motion it freaks her out she hates looking at it, it like <laughs> is unsettling to her yeah ryan ryan wouldn't go see this movie w- with me either because he doesn't like it yeah so and it's unfortunate because some of these are great and like i've been like hey you should really watch kubo and she's like i will never watch that movie no matter how good it is <laughs> she just can't look at it Spo- it's not a spoiler for this but i love this studio because they made Kubo. Kubo is honestly, I have to really think about it and maybe, uh, maybe we'll go back to this on a future episode when we inevitably do another kids movie. (laughs) Kubo might be my favorite animated movie. Really? I love that movie. That movie made me cry and it, it just looked so unlike anything I've ever seen. It kind of feels kind of like folky, like a folk tale. Yeah, and I, I think mean that's, that's what they're going for. I think it's so good. I really love that movie. I think Kubo is probably the best like a studios film. Yeah, I think I like Coraline more. Coraline's I, really good. I really, really like cool. Coraline, and Coraline I saw when I was like Coraline was my intro to this studio. Yeah, which it, I feel like a lot of people that's probably true. Yeah, and Coraline also was like kind of like when I was like starting to think like okay yeah I think I'm gonna go to college for this stuff and like I saw that movie and like yeah. kind of like reaffirmed it like yeah I really love this. You know what Coraline feels like to me? I'm not saying that it's very similar, but just in like. The look, the aesthetic, and the way that I felt while I was watching it, just based on like what I was watching, it really reminds me of James and the Giant Peach. Yeah, it really does. And I loved <laughs> James and the Giant Peach because that it feels really creepy, and there is something kind of unsettling about that. Button eyes. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Coraline's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But 
yeah, something about Kubo just really like stuck with me for a while. I've watched that movie maybe like a dozen times without my son. Like <laughs> yeah, I, I'll just, just if I'm if I can't think of anything else to watch, I will just put that on and like consume it because it's it's not too long either. It's only like an hour thirty, mm-hmm. hour thirty five, but it's so fucking good. It's it's it. I love it. Fun fact about Kubo, and this also applies to this movie, but when you get into some of these really complex like set pieces for like these stop motion movies, yeah. they can take up to like a year to make. Just one scene. Yeah. And so there's a scene in Kubo when he's in the water with his boat. Yes. That that took them a year to make. Believe it. And, I uh, believe it. I watched I watched how they did it. It was really awesome. But uh when they finished that scene and they were finally done with it, the entire cast took the boat and then just destroyed it, like beat the shit out of it as oh like as God. like a celebration, like, yes, we're finally done with this scene, like type thing. Like Wow. Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> but yeah, like segueing into the review, I feel like a lot of people don't watch these movies or like the mainstream movie goer might not know about them and it's super unfortunate because the like everything about the studio is so so revolutionary and just pushing the boundaries and uh, so unique really i mean i feel like it's it's upsetting if people aren't seeing them because they're so good this is like that thing where like you have you have like your pop songs and when you really break them down it's just like what is it it's like four notes repetition there's no real substance to the line to like what they're singing about or what they're talking about. There's no real message. That's like your minions, your despicable me's and stuff like that. And then you have a real artist show up on the scene and they might write music. That's like complex and has a deeper message, but they don't get nearly as much attention. That's what these movies feel like. It's because like they're, they're doing something artistic and people don't care about art they just want simple consumption yeah that being, unfortunately <laughs> unfortunately that being said i feel like this movie more so than Coraline, more so than kubo and even paranorman this movie i think is kind of shifted and geared more broad like it it feels more i don't want to say childish but it does feel like it's more geared towards a younger audience than some of the other ones previously i think uh yeah and that's it's a little bit sweeter whereas the other ones were like sweet and sour this movie feels mostly sweet Sweet. yeah i i had that and i was gonna mention it later but that is probably my biggest complaint on the film is that the the tone i guess it's the tone but the writing in general on this movie whether it's the humor or you know just the story and stuff isn't as complex as a kubo Right. Or a Coraline. Yeah. Or even a Paranorman. And it feels more catered towards children. Absolutely. And that is. Which that's what we get for going to go see a kid's movie. movie. (laughs) So what what did you expect? (laughs) But I guess we expected it because of the bar that they set with their past movies. The writing on this movie, in terms of the story, me personally, is not anything to write home about. Yeah. I felt like it was pretty linear in the story. Absolutely. It's yeah. pretty much just a like from a point A to point B movie with, with here to here. Basically no diversion. Yeah. And it's pretty formulaic. They do a lot of things where it's like they're going to show you a set piece and then they're going to show you our villain. And he's basically just going to be like, oh, we're we're, you know, we're coming to get you. Yeah. And then they'll right show on you, your heels. Yeah, right on your heels. And then they'll show you like a gag. And then they'll show you, like, and then it just repeats, like, over and over again. Through yeah. That. No, absolutely. You ain't wrong. You ain't wrong. That was probably, like, 
my I guess the biggest disappointment for me was I was enjoying watching the movie and a lot of, a lot of that is on the animation which we got to get into in a bit but yeah as far as the story and stuff I was I was almost a little let down just based on the like you said the bar that the studio had already set for me so again we were not fully intending to do this movie as an episode so I didn't take notes that was also my possibly my only negative but or at least it's the one that stood out the most to me is like that same thing. And I think linear, it's like the best way to, it's really simple. And and the way that the story progresses almost feels like they were more like, let's show everybody how many different settings we can build. Yeah. It's like, there's something in the snow and there's something in the desert and there's something in the jungle and there's something <laughs> in like, it, it, there's a little bit of every kind of terrain and it just looks like, it, it kind of looks like they just wanted to have fun creating the scenery because mm-hmm. really it's only like what five characters that they're really yeah there's there's using. really there's really not much and which makes sense when you find out they have to make like a thousand heads per character they're like yeah. let's just do five five <laughs> <Yeah>. characters well <laughs> i'll tell you that about that in a second but you mentioned the director chris butler was the director he was also the director for paranorman and okay. he was the writer for kubo Ooh, cool so he's the writer and director on this movie and he wrote what I would say is the best written like a movie. Yeah. And he directed, I think Paranorman's right like in the middle of all of them. I think Paranorman. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah that but, makes sense. They've only done like five movies, right? Yeah. This I, th- I would put Paranorman at three. If I had to rank them out, Paranorman oh, would be three. I don't want to rank them out now if you wanted to do that or not, but. No, nah, because I, I haven't seen all of them. There's okay. like something like Lunchbox or something <laughs> Box like <that>. Trolls. <laughs> Box Trolls. <laughs> I didn't see that. I didn't see that. I like the cast on this movie though. Yeah. I strong mean, cast. It's a strong cast. I mean, th- there's really... So strong, one of them's Logan. Yeah, there so. you go. Hugh Jackman plays uh, Sir Lionel Frost. He's the main character. I thought it was funny because he's almost playing like a PG version of Van Helsing, kind of like, like yeah, this like, really m- monster hunter type guy. Zach Galifianakis plays definitely the character that's going to make kids ha- the most happy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, he plays uh, Mr. Link, the missing Link, the Sasquatch, also known as Susan. Thought that was pretty funny. That that that's a good I, little I, I, bit I like there. That joke there, uh, and Zoe Saldana she plays uh, Adelina Fortnite. Yep, Fortnite not spelt the way the game is. Thank God, because good. I've had enough of Fortnite in movies. <laughs> yeah, once was enough, and you had to put it in. No, twice in this Wait. like the last like six months. Wait, what else was it? In? It was in Wreck It Ralph too. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, but okay. Uh, that at least that makes sense in that setting. Yeah, it was. It fun. felt really out of place in Endgame. You know though, like. In Wreck-It Ralph, they animated a lot of video games to be like 3D animated style. They literally just show a clip from the actual Fortnite game. Like it was just like boom Fortnite, and I and it made me annoyed. Same the same yeah. way, same way they do it in Endgame. But yeah, I mean, I was Hugh Jackman is a huge draw to a movie. Yeah, Zoe Saldana, I think, is really coming into her own now. Yeah. We were actually t- I was talking to someone at work today. Uh, she is in the number one and number two highest grossing movies of all time. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, I was thinking about that the other day too. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, Zach Galifianakis hasn't really done much lately, but that's kind of how he is. He just disappears for a while and just pops in and pops out. Pops in and out. But I mean, I usually tip for the most part, ninety percent of the movies he's in, I actually really like him and I think he's very funny. Oh, he's definitely funny and if anything if he's in a movie that's not great it's usually not his fault yeah it's usually not his fault he's probably like a shining star in that turd yeah (laughs) there's there's turds in my star no backwards there's there's a star in my my turd turd. (laughs) shouldn't have ate that galaxy for lunch (laughs) galactus yeah (laughs) he's just got really bad gas the gas is from stars because stars are gas exactly 
We're getting sciency on this pod. We are. Let's get into the main draw of this movie. What is the main draw of this movie? I would say it's the animation. Oh yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> gonna, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I was gonna say like yeah, the studio for me like, but then what's the main draw of the studio? It's the animation. animation yeah. Yes. Yeah, so good, so good point. You had mentioned the amount of heads that they have to make per movie. I love a movie where you there's can tell there's a lot of head. <laughs> a lot of head behind the scene in the making of this movie. I want you to take a guess. How many heads do you think they made for this movie? Wow, for the whole movie? Yeah. Because there's background characters, too. I'm going to say, would you say they average like a thousand per character? For like per, you said something earlier. I said, yeah, no, about that. About that. I'm going to say 12,300. Okay, you are almost 100,000 off. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Almost a hundred thousand. Yeah, they made over a hundred and six thousand heads for this what? movie. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Is that one person's job? So I would um, go insane if I just every day I had to go to work and just make another head. Yeah. So, I'd so be, oh, how the way, the way that they they do it, and they started with this with Coraline, and that's kind of you know, Coraline was the first movie the studio did. And their approach to making heads for their characters was kind of revolutionary. Because if you go back and look at another stop motion movie like The Nightmare Before Christmas, yeah, and you look at the heads when the characters are speaking and stuff like that, they need to change the mouths or you know the eyes or whatever for yeah. expressions, and you need to do it like super quick because it's twenty four frames, twenty four pictures per second. So I mean, you got to go through it like with a fine tooth comb and really, you know, change everything. I think the computer you animate it on the computer first and figure out what like pieces you need, and all the all yeah. the all the heads and stuff are labeled. It was much more painstaking, and then like the Nightmare Before Christmas and stuff, you can actually see like the seams on the pieces for the heads. Like, okay, yeah, that's where like the mouth pops out and stuff like that. Yeah. So for Coraline, they started using three D printing, so they would oh. they would rapid prototype clever all the heads. The problem was with Coraline and all these movies, especially when 3D printing was in like its infancy, you you could only just print to white. So every you you oh, print all these heads, okay. but you'd still need to paint them and try and paint them accurate to each other. Right, continuity yeah. in them. So and which which is also crazy. Like I was watching the thing on Paranorman and like his friend who's got the really curly hair that's made all out of like hot glue and like hair twirled on like a string. And they and they said like yeah for continuity we had to like look at a picture and just try and like try and do it the same every time for thousands of these heads it's it's nuts yeah this has to be the most frustrating job in the world i mean i mean imagine the payoff when you see it all come together and it looks great i'm mm -hmm. sure like that relief and just seeing that you can take a lot of pride in that work but just doing it has to be so painstakingly tedious oh yeah for sure i would i'd slip into madness (laughs) i day one i wouldn't make it one day in that place i love this medium but I would never want to do it. Pe- people, yeah. when I was in college, would tell me like, "Oh, you ever want to do stop motion?" I'm like, no, <laughs> yeah, nah, avoid that. Not for me. But I, I love the way it looks. So for this, they pushed the envelope even further with 3D printings, where they could actually 3D print in color. Okay. And they're also 3D printing to a different material, not just like a plastic. Uh, yeah. They're doing it like in silicone now. Wow. So that's like how you get a lot of because inside these characters they have an actual skeleton built. That's and creepy. Yeah, no, it is. It is creepy. I wonder how much it would cost to like get one of those on eBay. One of the the puppets, just or their the, skeleton. Just the skeleton. 
Uh, I want I want Kubo skeleton. It's it's really cool when you see them because they're made out of like basic shit. The friend on Paranorman, he had a um control in him to like make his like belly move when he laughs. So when he like he could do like Weird. a belly laugh, and it was made with a guitar tuner, like a like oh, a actual, that's cool. Like, yeah, so like they use a lot of like practical stuff. It's all like you know like ball joints and stuff like that. Yeah, that's why like I was saying they use like low tech with like high tech stuff. So that was really cool. But yeah, they they basically found a way where they can mass produce heads quicker. And also get way more functionality out of all of them. So they can do more heads per motion. And they were making heads per scene. So they could really like knock it out for every scene. So my my first note while watching this is I was like, and I think that Kubo pushed the boundaries of stop motion more than this movie does. But I think this is the smoothest stop motion animated movie yet. Yeah, it looks really good. Yeah, because I was watching for that too, just like seeing. I want to see like how? Because sometimes when you are watching stop motion, especially when you look back at, you know, where it was, however many years ago. But like you were saying, Nightmare Before Christmas. Like I think that's why people feel unsettled by it, and especially like the like the Christmas movies, like the Christmas specials. Like oh yeah, Rudolph people and really get freaked out by those. It's really, it's really kind of like <laughs> slow. Yeah. Like they're doing the robot like janky kind of. But I mean that makes sense because like. You know, why are you going to take that much time? And that's why those movies are so short. Yeah. Because they're just like, fuck this. Like, we're doing... <laughs> how how long does it take for us to do one scene? No, no, no. This is going to be a 40-minute special and call it a day. Yeah. But, you know, seeing it go from that to this, like, this... I remember when I watched Kubo, I was like, this has to be... I know we're talking about Missing Link, but that's really where it first started. I was watching Kubo, and I'm like, this has to be computer animated. Like, there's no way. Like, there's... There's no way. Yeah. I'm like, I've, I I was under the impression, I'm like, that's a really cool idea. Use computer animation to make these characters look stop motion or kind of like clay or something like that. Then I actually looked into it and I'm like, what? <laughs> what the fuck? And, and I was just blown away. Same thing with this movie. Like, well, now knowing that I don't have that same exact feeling, but just watching it, I'm like, shit, like, how did they make it move like that and it function? And, like, not only does it move slow, but, like, the movements feel real. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't, doesn't All the look... nuances of the characters feel real. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. And then I find out why, again, in the credits, when they show you the behind the scenes and, like, how they actually make this shit move. And I was just like, oh, whoa, like, this is crazy. Yeah, it's, it's actually, like, if you watch Coraline, you know, this studio's first film, and then you go and watch this, like, it's like, oh, my God. Because, like, yeah. Coraline's pretty choppy at parts. Like, you can really see. Yeah. You can tell, like, oh, yep, there's all the frames. Like, it's it looks choppy as shit there. But this looks so smooth. I thought this the animation on this movie was, oh, man. It's, I was, <laughs> it makes it worth the ticket. Yeah. Just, just well, I guess if you have an appreciation for that stuff, it makes it worth the ticket. ticket yeah. If you're just, like, regular, you just want to watch a movie, watch a story play out, you know, you could probably wait till it comes out and rent it or Mm -hmm. you know something like that it's not like one that's really going to change your life that you got to get out and go see right away but especially if you're anybody who cares at all about like art yeah not not even just animation but just the art in it is it's fucking yeah incredible it it really is i'll give you i don't want to stay on the same point for too long but just a couple other fun facts this is the first like a movie where all the characters are adults is it yeah oh yeah that's Oh, yeah. There's no kids in this. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're growing up. Oh, no. Well, did they say how old Sasquatch was? I I don't know. A couple. I, I think it was like. I thought he was oh, like really old, right? But is that old for a Sasquatch? We don't know. Because he's like 
maybe a couple hundred years old, but maybe they live to be thousands of years old. So maybe he is. Maybe he is really young. Yeah. In, just in relation to other Sasquatch. Sasquatch eye? <laughs> Sasquatchies. Sasquatchies. <laughs> Sasquatchies. And when you're doing these stop motion like puppets and stuff, ideally you'd want your characters like the sweet spot for like an animator to really be able to like manipulate the puppet and to its like max capacity without it being like a huge pain in the ass is like 12 inches. Mm -hmm. Anything bigger than that is a pain in the ass, especially like on Paranorman, they had a lot of problems with the really stylized characters that are like super wide and like big because like when you're trying to do like different maneuvers with them, it's hard to like balance them. You that you had, they had to develop rigs for them, which they use in this movie as well. But like they said that the Mr. Link puppet took them a year alone just to make, Jeez, just to make the base of them? Just just to make the character, like, figure out how the hell is it going to function and how are you oh. going to design it and stuff. Because a movie that I know you watched, uh, they did not want the characters to flicker and, like, have the, like, inaccuracies of when you're using fur, like an Isle of Dogs. Oh, okay. Where, like, the fur, like, you can't actually control it well. Yeah. So that's why they made it, like, in this, like, stylized. Like, their hair... Mr. Link's fur looks like the hair on people's heads. Right. So that was like a huge thing. But also like the whole character like doesn't have a neck basically. He's just like a giant like orb type shape. So it was like really hard to like keep him balanced and stuff like that. I mean, he's got a special rig inside of him. He's also bigger. I think they said that his puppet was 16 inches tall. Makes Uh, sense. He needs to be bigger. Yeah. This movie they said was probably in terms of like making sets and making... Maybe not the sets, because I know they went balls out with Kubo, but I think with the characters, this was their most ambitious movie yet in terms of, like, breaking the rules of, like, these are the things you don't want to do when you're doing stop-motion puppets, and it's like, Mr. Link is all of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it took forever for them to make it. So I know that, like, just the amount of heads they, they made, uh, like, the characters, the stylized, like, look and stuff, I loved all that. I thought it was all super impressive. Also, th- we talked about the amount of uh, heads. They This movie, I think they said, was like over like 120 sets or something like that. Like, they had to build like 120 sets for it. Damn, yeah. that's crazy. So, And they all look really different from each other. Like, they go through a yeah. lot of... Like we said, it's a journey movie, so they go through a lot of different places. Right. There's a few parts in this movie that are definitely like... When they're writing the movie, they're like, okay, we want this to be in the movie. Like, there's set pieces that they want the characters to get to. Yeah, that's kind of like what I was saying with it kind of feeling like that. It felt like the storyline was to just drag them along from setting to setting so they Mm -hmm. can show off a little bit Yeah, of, like, their amazing work. Not to say that it's not amazing, but it kind of felt forced. A little for some. I I can see that. That's why I don't think the story is anything to write home about. But I think those set pieces, when they do show up, they are very impressive. Yeah. I keep thinking about... Actually, it's funny. Uh, the one on the bridge, the like, ice Shangri-La. bridge. Yeah, yeah. That took them a year to film. Really? And, and, the, and the director said when he was writing that, the whole time he was like, I shouldn't be writing this. Really? Yeah, he was like, he was like, I shouldn't be writing this. This is gonna take too long. And then they did it anyway. Yeah. But like, that's that's I think technically the most impressive. But the one that I really liked was the one that was, I'm trying to remember, was it on a boat? I think it was on a when boat they're, when and, they're on like and, the big ship. Yeah, and, and, and like and they're, they're going up the sea. wall, like the like the ship's like sinking and stuff. Oh like yeah, that. And it's like turning. That's really cool. Yeah, that was I my like that. that was my favorite part of the movie. I thought that was like really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, all the set pieces in it. There's the boat. There's there's a Wild West one, which I actually really appreciated. It was kind of funny. I liked that scene like, yeah. as a whole. It was really good. The the bar fight scene? Yeah. Yeah. I like yeah. that one, too. I thought that was funny. 
yeah like the shangri-la one those all those parts when they when they show up you're like okay this is awesome i think the, the rest of the movie around it though drags a bit yeah definitely moves a little bit slow it's weird because there were a lot of things that i liked about when they got to shangri-la but kind of like meeting the yetis and stuff like the yetis in it didn't actually do much for me yeah at all. like they didn't either it felt i don't know did it feel it, rushed or if you like out of place kind of i think it felt a little rushed only because it's like they get there and then immediately they're just like no we don't want you and then like they just escape them with like no sweat essentially yeah they're i just mean like we're out of here you can't catch <laughs> us bye and like that's it yeah they, they do really run out of there and then there's, there's really the part on the no, bridge like, yeah i mean that part on the bridge is cool and them like uh you know, the bridge like collapsing and everything and them completely defies the laws of physics. <laughs> oh, for sure. But, <laughs> but you know, I mean, yeah, there's also a Sasquatch. Yeah. It's so. Sasquatch hanging off of Hugh Jackman's skinny legs. Yeah. While he's clinging onto an ice bridge. <laughs> yeah. I also don't fully get the I guess they explain it a little bit. That That's the thing is that if I'm if I'm comparing this. Because I think I am in my mind comparing this to Kubo a lot because Kubo is also a journey story. It is a movie where it's like, we're at point A, we got to go to point B. And when they get to point B, they're like, oh, wait, the thing we needed was actually at point A. But yeah, but this like Kubo, I understood the motivation more or I guess I shouldn't say that because I understood the motivation in this. It just felt empty. I agree. It's like Hugh Jackman wants to be accepted into this like hunters club. Why? Yeah. <laughs> Why? And the way they basically explain it is just like he just wants to feel accepted. Yeah. Or something. And and that's kind of weak. I I think that's like, weak. I Kubo do have... had emotional depth. Okay. And like you gravitas. Just yeah. There was no real emotion in this movie. That's I have in my notes uh, little to no emotional weight. <laughs> yeah it's I, I guess the biggest emotional thing is with susan or mr link being alone yeah and then i guess the whole thing is that like oh well he's not alone anymore like even though the yetis you know sent him out like he's gonna partner with hugh jackman and now hugh jackman is actually open to having a partner and letting people into his life that's like the big payoff and mm -hmm. everything but it didn't it didn't feel as important at the end of it it didn't it didn't have like a real impact on me or any real weight to it. It was yeah. just kind of like it all felt like convenience. And and also, you know what? Maybe at the end of the movie when you can really wrap things up and then like really when you see like you can give a scene at the end or something that really like ties everything together. But like they basically like get up off the bridge and then they just show a scene of them in like the office and like, OK, let's go out for our adventure. And the credits start rolling. Yeah, it's like like. You know what when, it is? When the movie ended, I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> you know what it is? Because they went from being like, "Just like, no, you're, you're not really like my partner. You're just kind of like this bumbling Sasquatch. You just come along with me, or whatever." Yeah. And by the end of it, he's like, "Okay, we're actually partners, almost like co-detectives." Holmes and Watson, baby. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's the plot of Holmes, Holmes and Watson. Watson. How dare you? <laughs> yeah, that's funny though. I, uh, yeah, I, I wish that there was, and I also thought that there was going to be some sort of like moment of clarity where Hugh Jackman's character was kind of going to like, be like, you know what? Like, I actually don't want to be part of this like club anymore. Like, and I guess he kind of does, but it was never, yeah, he's like, you could shove it. Yeah. It, but I felt like there was never really like a moment where he, 
I think he was just kind of like, you guys are all bad people. I don't want to be part of this. It was never a thing where like, you could have been like, you know what? Like, I don't want to be a part of that because like this guy, like accepts me the way I am or something, something like that. Like where like, he yeah. finds that. it was just kind of like, no, oh, you're all scumbags. Yeah. Even his re- realization, it's still like almost selfish. It's just like, like, oh, I don't like you anymore. Yeah. So now I guess I'm going to, I'm going to accept this Sasquatch as my friend. <laughs> yeah. It's like, of. I'm going to go with plan B over here. Yeah. That's, Again, I, the writing on the movie I think is not the best. I think it's just geared towards younger. Kids. Yeah. yeah, it's just geared younger, and maybe that comes from them worrying about their success rate and their ability to continue making these movies, and like they just realize, like you know what, maybe having this, you know, heavier emotional weight and doing these things that are a little bit more. I guess particular or just like a little bit more uh, specific, like like a niche market kind of. Yeah, and making it more broad, they were they were hoping like, okay, this is gonna have a broader appeal. This is going to get more kids interested. It's gonna get more families in the seats. It's gonna make us more money. This is gonna allow us to do another thing like a Kubo, where we can be a little bit edgier, have a darker story and kind of do things like what we do but because this is this has i mean again i haven't seen box trolls but this from what i've i've seen like all the other ones this feels the lightest i would agree the box trolls does have like singing and dancing and shit like that okay yeah but the box trolls also like deals with like some like kind of like really like nasty and ugly looking creatures (laughs) so like okay i mean take you know i i would say that this movie does have the lightest tone to it okay yeah, I would oh. ag- I would agree with you. I was right. Yeah. No, nice. I... <laughs> the only time I ever disagree with you is when you're talking about Doctor Strange. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, well, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you see the hat I wore in here? I know. Yeah, I did see it. I like this man. I I don't I don't hate on Doctor Strange. Yeah, I know. You just don't love him as much as I do. I don't. I don't. But um, yeah. I mean, it's really really the only complaint I have, and I've said this like three times already, is the writing. It's just unfortunate for me, like that like lack of emotional weight and like the formulaic approach to the story really affects my grade. Yeah, no, for sure. And I was trying not to hold it up against all the other movies though, but it just, it still kind of did seep in there a little bit. Cause it's hard not to. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like this is still a tick up from some of the other, like just kid pleasing movies out there. Like I, I would rather watch this. Yeah. than than a, minions. like a small oh for sure minions fuck that shit emoji um, movie <laughs> oh, <laughs> i was gonna say like smallfoot smallfoot was like a passable movie that came out last year okay. i would rather watch this though. like i still i enjoyed if this if i movie. had to pick a bigfoot movie yeah exactly i would obviously watch harry and the hendersons there you go <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, I, I mean i like this movie more than i would say like most of the, the anime movies that come out it's just that i have a high high standard for this studio and i feel like this is definitely Definitely not as good as previous movies. Yeah. I'll go out with one last compliment to the movie. This kind of is implied with the other stuff, but the costume design is really awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, we were talking about character models and all that stuff, but like you go out and you actually look at like the fabrics that they use and like the actual like shirts and stuff that they like made miniature gloves and stuff like that. It was super impressive. And there was a lot of times when I was looking at the characters and I was like, there's no way that that's like real fabric or like they had to like, make that like around that character or something like there's no way that they like dress that and then like yeah. kind of like they actually yeah it's like just they really t- did tiny it. pants <laughs> that's <laughs> crazy like that, so 
That's crazy. But it, it also helps when they are moving the figures and everything that it gives them a natural, real look to them. Cause like when you, when they bend their legs, the pants are going to have a crease like they would if they were like real cloth and stuff like that. So, and it's interesting too, cause this movie is kind of like a period piece. So like they had to dress them in, you know, attire that made sense for the time period. Yeah. So it's really interesting, like the stuff that they choose to do and like the lengths that they choose to go to. Cause like you really didn't need to do that. You could have all, you could have just made the outfit, the model, like you just model them in pants. Yeah. But they didn't want to take this studio, no matter good or bad, the movie, like they do not take the easy way out. No, they really don't. <laughs> they really, they really their, don't. They make their life really difficult. Yeah, they, they do. And, when you were saying like maybe they did this to make more money, like so they could do something bigger, I would almost like to believe that. But at the same time, it takes you so damn long to make these movies that I'm kind of like, eh, I don't think so. I think yeah. this is probably something they wanted to do. Yeah, I so. mean, no matter what story aside, this it's still a huge artistic achievement. Oh, it really is. Like, and I think that actually impacts my grade more than the story did. For me, it did too because I think if I was gonna grade this strictly just based on like a movie and the writing and the story it'd be much lower yeah. but i'm gonna give it a more favorable favorable grade than i think what like the story would make you believe if well, that makes sense no absolutely but before we spill the beans on our grades i want to know if the critics had similar thoughts as we and maybe so, see what this tomato tomato looks like show me your, score show me your tomatoes you want me to show you my tomatoes? Show me those <laughs> thick, juicy tomatoes. And then show me the tomatoes, because that's how the segment works. Yeah. What are the tomatoes, though? Uh, The butt? <laughs> <laughs> the butt? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't make the rules. <laughs> okay, Fred Durst. <laughs> With 131 reviews, the critics have this at 89%. Okay. The audience, with only 275 reviews... Only 275. That's still a lot. Really not, though. You don't look at other movies? That's kind of kind of low. But with only 275, the audience has this movie at a 68%. Whoa. Pretty big gap. Huge gap. Yeah, that is a B plus to a D minus. Or a D plus. B plus to D plus. Well, I'm going to go tomato. I am also going to go tomato. Cool. What letter grade are you giving this? I'm right in between a C plus and a B minus. I'm trying okay. to figure out what I want to give it. I think I'm going to go with a B minus. Nice. And the artistry is pushing it up. Yeah. I think if I, like I said, if I was going for a story type thing, it'd probably be a C. Okay. That's fair. That's um, fair. But the artistry really kicks this up a few notches for me because it's so damn impressive. Yeah. I was very much impressed by the animation. Similarly, pushed my score up. Uh, I gave it a B. You would it be? I gave it a B, so I'm close to you. Like I, I would put this around like an 85. Nice. That's that's like how I feel about it. Yeah. I had fun. I didn't. It's another one of those movies where I feel like if I had to watch it again and again, I mean maybe not five times a day, but if I had to watch it quite a few more times, fairly regularly with my son, it wouldn't it wouldn't drive me insane. <laughs> you know, there's no yeah. musical numbers. Yeah, that that's that's a huge plus for me. Yeah, I know. And uh, although there was no circus, there was sorry. no circus. Sorry, That's... all the se- all those hundred and twenty sets and not one circus they couldn't have thrown in there from a boy. I know. <laughs> if I had to, and I kind of mentioned at the beginning, if I had to rank their movies, 
for my own personal preference, I'm going to go Coraline 1, Kubo 2, Paranorman 3, Missing Link 4, Box Trolls 5. And I know you said you haven't seen Box Trolls. Yeah, I haven't seen Box Trolls, so I guess we can put that at 5. But if I had to make a top 4, Kubo's number 1 for me, Mm -hmm. Coraline 2. I don't remember a lot of Paranorman. I think the animation would put Missing Link above it for me. The animation is It might be recency bias, but like... Paranorman didn't really stick with me. Not nearly the same as like a Coraline or a Kubo. Mm-hmm. So I think if I'm at that point looking at these the two movies I have left, I would put Missing Link above it just because of the the spectacle that it is. Yeah, I, I Paranorman gets the the bump up above Missing Link for me solely based on I like the themes both in the writing and in the style. Yeah, better. That's fair. Um, but the I think the animation and artistry is is better on missing link dope yeah dope well yeah. we did it anyways we did a ranking we i did, mean we did an impromptu ranking this on is these. a real yeah but this is an easy studio to do it when you only have five movies yeah um, we need to do more rankings where there's only five movies and stop doing these ones where there's well mcu is 22 <laughs> but there's nothing you could do to stop us from doing that one more point on this uh, because we mentioned how the studio might not be making like tons of money on it and sh- stuff like that. So I looked into it. Um, all these movies have a budget of $60 million, Just straight. Same. Right down the board. Yeah. Oh. Same for all of them. That's not a lot for a movie. No. It's, Especially considering how much time it takes for them to make these movies. Yeah, I thought, that was, I thought that was um, surprising. These but, people I mean, working on them must be making dog shit money. <laughs> <laughs> they got to love it. I mean, I feel like to work in this medium, you have to love it. You yeah, really it's the only way it. you'll survive. Yeah. But uh, here's the scores on them. Kubo is at a 97%. Fox Trolls 76, Paranorman 88, Coraline 90, and then this at an 89. So, um, they're hitting, they're hitting them critically. They're all for the, with the exception of the Box Trolls, they're all very good. Yeah. And then for the audience scores, Kubo's an 86, Box Trolls is 63, Paranorman's a 72, Coraline's 73, and then this was a 68. Wow, I'm so surprised like, that there's that big of a disparity between Coraline scores. Well, I think it's almost, yeah, with the Coraline, that is crazy. But I think what you said, it, people, I feel like people do get weirded out by these types of movies. Yeah, they don't have mass appeal. Yeah. It's, it's unfortunate. It's way, really unfortunate. And now I feel like when I get into like the amount of money they make, you're going to be even more upset. <laughs> okay. All right. Here we go. So brace yourself. Coraline. Like I said, all sixty of, mil, all of them sixty mil right yep. down the board. Coraline made one hundred and twenty-four, so it doubled. Doubled. That's yep. good. It's so a good next, start. Yep. Next came Paranorman, one hundred and seven. So okay, so not quite double, but you still double. did a good, good amount of money. Yeah. Box trolls, one hundred and nine. Right. So a little. Right there. Yeah. Kubo, sixty-nine mil. What? It only made nine million more. That's that would be considered a failure. Yeah. Just breaking even is not enough for Hollywood standards. Yeah, no. That sucks. Yeah. That, and that movie's amazing. It is amazing. That, 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 that was really shocking. That's It's disappointing. It's disappointing. I think it's because we have so many, like, crap-ass minion yeah. bullshit movies coming out that, like, like I don't know, man. And that, really movie, that movie is beautiful as an adult looking at it, but if you look at it as a kid, it's very dark. It is dark. In color, not and in tone, like... But in color, like it's not a very vibrant movie, so it's not like an eye-catching movie. That's not one that I can have Logan sit through. Yeah, I have to take him to like a Wonder Park and something colorful, and it's it's probably terrible for them, but it works for getting kids to just like 
chill out and just like look at the bright colors yeah. and it distracts them from other things. It keeps their focus because it's so bright and everything. That's a movie that I can see people not really being able to take their kids. Or once you find out about like the actual like story behind it, you're like, I'm not going to bring a six year old to this. Like this kid watches both of his parents die twice. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. It's gnarly. That's why I love it so much is because it's so dark. It's very doom and gloom. Mm-hmm. And even the ending, like, it's like a happy ending, but it's not like because he still has dead parents. Yeah, who's raising this kid? He's basically <laughs> just like living on the street. Yeah, kind of like Aladdin. Aladdin street prequel. rat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kubo becomes Aladdin. Aladdin. Yeah, exactly. So we are literally a couple days away from this movie being out for a full month. Yeah, it's only made twenty three million dollars. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Twenty three. On sixty mil, is it still in theaters? Is it? Uh, I think it is, but I can't imagine it's making much money every week, especially no, with Endgame so, out. Yeah, that would have just killed it. And I mean, that sucks. That's tonight. Detective Pikachu comes out, and then next week you've got I think John Wick, and the week after that is Aladdin. That's insane. It's, I think it'll Here's be out of theaters in a couple weeks. It's out of theaters it's already theaters. by us. Yeah, that's really unfortunate. It might still be in theaters overseas. Yeah. But how is it really going to make that big of an impact? No, it's actually, it's weird. If you go on Box Office Mojo, which is like the website to go to to track all that stuff, it has listed as non-applicable for uh, like foreign grosses. Weird. Yeah. Like you can still find it, which is how I found out that it was 23 million. But yeah, it seems like it's very limited overseas. We have a larger theater with like more screens, uh, not too far from us. Like we, where we live is sixteen, you know, yeah, 16, sixteen theaters. Computers. There's one that's just like a little bit further south. That's twenty one theaters, Palisades. Yeah, um, it's still playing there, but it's only like two showings, like early in the morning. Yeah, that's really unfortunate because, albeit we we did put this movie lower on our list for like this studio, it doesn't deserve to be a flop. Yeah, no, it really doesn't. It's it's not a bad movie. It's just not a mind blowing spectacle in in terms of like the story and like the whole movie as a total package. Like, you know, the imagery's beautiful and the animation's insane. But yeah, this movie deserves more than twenty. At least give it back its money. It needs to get back its money. I mean, I don't think at this point it's probably not going to, but it like No, it's like dead in the water. Yeah. It's it's it, it really sucks. sucks. Because if a movie like Minions can make millions of dollars. Billions. Uh, no, I think it hit a billion dollars. I think it did too. And and it's, it's such a disappointment. Yeah, and, and so literally that's just a world. bunch of yellow people screaming for not even an hour saying and a half. real words. Yeah, like, like yeah, but <laughs> oh, fuck banana. <laughs> okay. It's so stupid. Fucking walking tic tac and overalls and gives a shit. Like, <laughs> really? But like, yeah. No, I mean, if that can make this movie, this movie deserves so much money. Like, it's that, that bummed me out. Yeah, that I sucks. What I a saw, downer. I saw Way box to bring office. us down before we Sorry. wrap up. I feel like if there's anybody listening though to this and you hear that. Seek the movie out if you can and see it because it really deserves to be seen. Like yeah. the amount of work that these people put into this movie is like crazy. And that's gotta be so disheartening if you spend five years making this movie and nobody goes and sees it. Yeah, man. But yeah, no, I'm it's it's a it's a bummer, man. And I really hope they don't go out of business because I think that they they do great stuff. And yeah. they've got a they've got a they got a great voice. 
Really, really do. Yeah. Really unique, and we don't see a lot of that. And they're telling original stories, which is great. And, I mean, I guess you could argue that there's original stories a lot in animation, but we see what they look like, and it's just garbage. <laughs> like, so much, so much garbage coming out, and they're doing something way outside the box. And they're just not getting what they deserve for it. Yeah. It's, it's sad. Mm-hmm. That, hearing how much they made on this makes me more surprised for that they made that much money on all the other ones. Yeah. I, uh, I I don't really know why Kubo made that little money. It's weird. I, I think it goes back to it's not really for kids. Yeah, I guess so. It's not really for kids. But this is for kids. But maybe I don't know. Like like you said, maybe it's the maybe it's just the style people don't like. And now I mean like CG animation is like that's yeah. the thing. It's like, like and it's like next level like crazy now. Yeah, and so maybe people look at this and like, oh, it's that old fashioned shit but i mean right it's really not i mean yes this is one of the oldest like forms of filmmaking yeah but like at the same time they're pushing the boundaries to it where like every single one you go to is is like seeing something for the first time yeah damn crazy crazy Mm -hmm. i have a feeling that this is going to be one where if we post the tomato tomato not a lot of people are going to uh Kind of on it. Yeah. Now that I know that there's only tw- it only made twenty million, I would say we probably shouldn't have done this episode because <laughs> everyone's gonna be like, "What the fuck movie is this? I haven't even heard of it. It's not even in theaters anymore." We need to get a- get to the theater and see more movies, man. Yeah, we do. Apparently, everybody does because movies aren't making money anymore, unless you're Endgame, no, which, in which case say. you're just <laughs> butt fucking the box office, which I'm all about. Everybody, go throw your money at Endgame because we got to beat Avatar. We have to. We have. We're going to. I just think it's funny. We like we're part of it. Like we need to do this. I'm saying I got I got that fucking a list. I'm just gonna start if I don't fill up my three movie a week quota. I'm just gonna buy tickets for Endgame. (laughs) Doesn't cost me anything, and it goes towards their box office. I'm trying to support. I'm out here with the boys. There you go. Spoiler alert for Endgame right about now. (laughs) Spoiler alert for Endgame. Jump ahead thirty seconds. I'm not letting Tony die for nothing. <laughs> I really wish that like Captain America died. Actually, <laughs> you just throw everyone off. Yeah. Oh my god. I just start saying them. non-spoilers. <laughs> Non-spoiler alert. That scene where Ant Man murdered Hulk, I shook, shook, yeah. and then Thor squashed him with Mjolnir. Yeah, that was just that was, squashed, just dropped it on him like, fuck you, Ant-Man. I was, was like, whoa. Yeah, that was a little graphic. Very graphic. Very graphic. <laughs> and then Hulk was like, wait, Thor, I'm not actually dead. I'm I'm still right here. I'm fine. And he's like, oh, shit. Someone's got to tell. Someone's got to tell his daughter. I squished him. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why I'm laughing. That's the real story. That's really what happened. We do have good movies coming out. Well, I shouldn't say good. We have no. We have anticipated movies, movies yes. coming out. Granted, I've heard good things about Detective Pikachu. Yeah, it could buck the trend. Hopefully, it could be the first video positive movies. rated video game movie ever. Yeah, we'll see. I think right now it's uh, you know it hasn't been re- well. I guess it's being released it's at, like an hour ago at the time that we're recording this. It's at the perfect grade right now. What is it? Sixty nine. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> you know what i heard um early review say it's weird that we have a review podcast i'm gonna basically paraphrase some other movie critics thing but they said that like this if you're not a 
fan of Pokemon, you won't like this movie as much, but that's fine. Like the, it, this one, it, apparently like it's, if you're a big fan of Pokemon, you're going to enjoy this movie a lot. I actually heard the opposite. Not, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So this is very interesting. Apparently no one can make up their mind. Yeah. I'm very, now I'm very interested in how we're going to feel about it because I think I'm not, you know, talking out of turn when I say that I think that you're more of a Pokemon fan than I am. I would agree. Yeah. yeah. I grew up with it, but like I'm not as connected to like all of it yeah. as I am. Like I don't own like any Nintendo systems. Like I played Pokemon Go when it came out and then I just kind of like let it let it slip away. Yeah. Like I was just like, ah, I don't need to really do this. I'm I... not, you're not tricking me into exercising. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Pikachu. Well, that was when we hacked our games and we called it Pokemon Stay. Yeah, Pokemon <laughs> Stay. <laughs> I I should say when I said the opposite, it wasn't that people who like the games hate the movie and vice versa. Like, yeah, it was it was uh, that you could still enjoy the movie even if you don't like Pokemon or like or that if you're unfamiliar with it. Yeah, well, I think that I think that's kind of what he was saying. He's like, if you don't know Pokemon, like it's fine, but yeah. if you know Pokemon, you're gonna love it. I've I've heard that there's um, probably a lot of fan service in this movie. I'm assuming. Yeah, the one thing I have heard though is like. People were like, ah, oh, you know, I really wanted more of like, if you're gonna make another one, it'd be really cool if you could do a one where it's like someone who's actually catching and training and battling Pokemon because yeah, there's almost none of it in this. That makes sense though. It's Detective Pikachu. Yeah, but that uh, was the thing I was worried about. I was like, this is like a very different format. Yeah, like it's already different that you're doing live action, but now you're like fucking redo the, the the whole story. Everything about it is different, with the exception of there's Pokemon characters. Yeah. So I hope it does well be though weird. because I think if you actually could let them make a few, like I think you could do a pretty good one. Yeah, you just gotta build up steam, maybe. Yeah, but maybe I, they didn't want to do that full dive in, and then probably. And I have heard that like Ryan Reynolds is like absolutely kills it on the movie. That's good. And you know what? I think even we were saying leading up to it, it was like I don't see why he wouldn't give it his all. Yeah, and you know what's funny? Like I think we said on that, like I wonder if you wrote anything on this, and then I rewatched the trailer, like only a week ago yeah and he makes a green lantern reference oh like he just green loves lantern doing joke. that now yeah like he loves making fun of his own movies and stuff it's when he's getting the coffee from the one pokemon and he's like and he's and he goes black as night oh yeah so it's like a little like, easter egg in there clever but that makes me that makes me think that he actually wrote on it like they let him like or, you know or they at least gave him some leeway with some lines and yeah maybe do a couple extra takes especially because you're just in the booth and it's like how much longer does it take for him to just say a few more words yeah and he's already super funny so <laughs> yeah <laughs> let him just... do his own thing like he's he's clever yeah yeah could be interesting but yeah we got oh man we got godzilla coming we got John Wick, Aladdin, John Wick, Brightburn. Yeah, Aladdin, Brightburn. Yeah, May's, May's looking to be a banger. Yeah. Banger of a month. So now that uh, Endgame already came out, it can't really push anything else out of theaters. So hopefully these movies are good enough that they last more than two weeks and give us an opportunity <laughs> to really? see them. Because, you know, we can't just see every movie in one week. Unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately. So... We're going to try to get out to as many of them as possible, give you guys a little taste of how we feel about them. But until then, follow us on social media at Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Hit us up. Leave us some comments. Tell us what you think about shit. iTunes reviews. iTunes reviews galore. Five stars, baby. Hit us with them. Write a review. Win yourself some t-shirts and some fucking old DVDs we don't give a fuck about. (laughs) Maybe we'll let you sit on the futon. Maybe. Maybe. Again, you can't get on mic. You just have to stare at us <laughs> with your fucking mouth agape. 
the bowl underneath to catch the drool <laughs> hanging out of your fucking mouth. Because if you're listening to this, you're probably a moron. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We do love you guys. Yeah, no. We, we love actually, every we one actually of you. really every time we get a review, we get super excited. Yeah. And anytime anyone interacts with us on social media, we get super excited. So yeah, we're texting each other. We're, if we haven't responded to you yet, it's because we're texting each other. Be like, oh, someone's talking to us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this isn't just for you and me anymore. But no, it's it's super exciting. We love hearing from you guys. So hit us up, take part, give us your tomato tomatoes when we post those up on Instagram. Leave us some nice reviews, and until then. Suck it, losers. <laughs>